This is another Giles Peterson podcast. Special guest. Scream.
Scream. do that anyway um ollie scream what's happening you're right yeah. um smoking you still smoking then yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're just talking about the band it's going to be quite it's going to be yeah, it's going to be much yeah what we're going to do it's, god knows i we'll have to do the sneaky one eh? yeah actually i'll tell you what you can get we've seen them vaporizers you just blow into them and it neutralizes the smoke and you can't smell smoke my brother got away with it on a coach yeah but on a coach really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So make sure no smoke gets out. That's the only thing. <laughs> it's good to have you here. Um, so you brought some music with you today. Um, stuff that's not on the LP screen. Yeah, so mainly fresh. There's a couple of old bits at the end of one of them, from like 2000, 2002, 2003, 2004. No, <laughs> just the old stuff. So when did you start? When did you start um, on the production side? When I was about 14. 14, yeah. I just started, I was always DJed since I was like 11, so it was it's the next thing, and you get bored of playing songs like you want to hear stuff that you can't get, and it's so I suppose you just have to make the stuff you want, really. Where were you bored of? What were you coming from? Well, Garage, it, it was I was always into the more the underground sort of forward beats, but there weren't there weren't really much of it there. You only had like horsepower artwork, Zed Bias, and that was sort of it. And and then you had like, Hatcher was playing these dub plates of stuff that would never come out, so it was like, fuck, I, like, I want that sort of stuff. So it was like, I couldn't get my hands on it, so I just tried to make it. And was Forward going then, the club? Not f- straight away. It was... Forward, I think, started from a Big Apple party in Croydon. It was um, it was a private party, and Heartless Crew done a real underground dub plate set, and after then, like, Sil- uh, Neil and Sarah uh, were there. And then after that, sort of forward evolved. But then, yeah, it was sort of just before forward, really. So it was it was called forward because it was somewhere where I knew then at that time I could get my songs played. And you've yeah. had what five or six years worth of making beats now. Yeah, yeah, it feels longer, man. How many how many how many tracks have you done? Do you think? I can tell you, mate. Thousands, mate. Like on my computer, like there's four thousand, five thousand like song files. Like, not all finished, obviously, but like that much ideas and finished I've got from this year I think I've got 100 last year I think I've got 300 tracks finished I think it could be more I'm not too sure because I've done a load of gram stuff but I didn't save it on the computer right 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 so do, can you can you just for me um, sort of can't tell you the difference yeah well tell <laughs> the differences of all the sort of uh, and how it's moving at the moment because you mentioned like the Heartless Crew and you mentioned Zed Bias yeah and to me, they make a certain type of music, which is not what yeah. you make. But yeah. I don't know. Like, this is by Zed Bias stuff. I think it was, it was, it was music. It was dark music at the time, mm-hmm. and it was it was something that's caught my ear. Like the whole Mad Slinky stuff he was doing was sort of fucking unreal, like that real French jazz sort of sounding. And it was like, um, well, the difference. I suppose I don't know really what the difference is. Like the difference between dubstep and grime is like grime's more of a vocal-led thing. Whereas the production ain't watched as much, and it's like you don't really need a DJ to be honest. It's more like a performance, but I don't know. It's, I think 
the whole thing, the underground garage thing's still there because it's still mainly instrumental and it's more concentrating on the production rather than anything else. I really enjoyed going to um, DMZ because, as you know, I don't get that many Saturdays off yeah. in London. So I went down there a few months ago and um, I hadn't been to Forward at yeah. Plastic People and everyone had said, you've got to go. That's yeah. been going for a few yeah. years, hasn't it? Yeah, it's five, well, I think, yeah, it's about six years. Ages, so. right? And um, But the music, obviously, I've been sort of getting pieces of it and tastings of it and um, really loving the way it's going mm. and everything. But when I went to DMZ, I was, it was like just it's a... a rave, isn't it? It's well, it's, yeah, but it's like, it's just a, it's Smith and Mighty, it's a reggae, it's, it's, a, it's, it's Shaka, mm. it's just a sound system, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course, yeah. With the right vibes mm. and yeah, a great best, crowd. best vibe, man. Like, it's one of the only sort of, I think, sort of, it's not urban music, but you can go, like, that type of thing that you can go to and, you haven't got to worry, no one's looking at you, you haven't got to worry, you can barge into someone, just say sorry and that's it. Like, whereas you go to some parties now and it's like, oh, I want to get out of here. Mm. But it's just an all-round good vibe, it's like kind of a social thing, everyone, where a lot of people um, have been in the sound and have been following it for quite a long time, everyone's, it's like become a social thing, it's like, even if you don't really know someone, you'll still say hello because they're working and listening and buying the stuff that everyone's, everyone's doing, so it becomes like a whole sort of family type thing and I think that's a nice thing it's like going to a family party every other month yeah it's cool man did you go to some drum and bass clubs was that an influence to you not really like my brother was uh, in Internati with like Groove Rider Fabio and all them lot so I think maybe that might have had something to do with it but it's only been recently I've been listening back to the sort of stuff he played I was never I've never really been a big drum and bass fan like, in like, around 2000 when Bad Company sort of come into it I was really feeling Bad Company but and then it all sort of went everyone tried to be Bad Company and it was like it all went, yeah, all fucking, like, the warmth was slowly being drained out, and now I just think it's, it's more sort of drum. I was talking to someone this morning, and they said it was, it's more drum and treble now than drum and bass, and it's like, it's <laughs> it's just sort of really, I don't really like the vibe, it's kind of, like, sheepish. Unless you go to the sort of good nights, like the nights at Herbal, where it's just sort of more of a smaller crowd and you hear better stuff, I don't really like the whole One Nation type thing and main room at Fabric, because it's like... Everything does sound really similar, and I know people may say that about dubstep, but there's different vibes in dubstep when you go out. Rather than if you go to DMB, things straight jump up all night, and it's like you have to have four or five of these. Do you know what I mean? That's why I think everyone's so out of it. You can't really go there straight edited, and and really, I'm, I'm not saying I don't dislike it all. Like I, there are like people like Amit and like Amit's rap like Bad Boy, but everyone's not the same thing as him. So it's like, yeah. it just all seems a bit repetitive. It f feels like it's got to a point where they don't know what else to do now. They've done so much over the years that they're struggling where to go. Well, should we play off your CDs? I've got two CDs here. They're not queued up, but what I've got the one I just played. Yeah. Um, should I put the other CD in? Yeah, put the number one and the other one. is some weird electro thing I've done. Well, not electro, but electro sort of influence. What track is it? It's a track called 2D, number one. Okay.
Scream Podcast. You're not really a smoker well, in, not, in, that, in that sense? In that sense, no. Well, I was. I used to be, but things change and you find other yeah. creations and yeah. take part. Well, I've got Scream with me. I've got Ollie with me. I've got Ben Lambden as well from Nostalgia 77 who's here. And, you know, the reason we're here, apart from listening to your tunes and everything, is, uh, is also to work on a project which uh, we're sort of... None of us quite know what we're yeah. doing, but it seems to make sense. I think it'll be good. To me, which is basically to put some of your beats in with some of your music and uh, and see what happens. And uh, we're going to be doing that for a session for Radio 1, um, which is going to be probably, I don't know, June time-ish, that sort of thing. You've come all the way from Croydon today. Croydon, straight out of South. Yeah. Yeah. Are you not? You know, I used to go to school around there. Yeah, yeah, I've been here. <laughs> <laughs> but we were saying about the music just now. That's a change to what you've done before. Yeah, it's I mean, really different. It's, I've been since over the last because I got so 
everyone was really associated me with the more dub reggae thing, but it's not not really what I'm from, or it's just for influences from other people now in the scenes music like Digital Mystics. They yeah. call that real heavy reggae thing, and it was nice. Like through the summer, I like the reggae is nice music for the summer, so it's more influence. But I've always been more electronic based, like electronic sounding, rather than the sort of natural, uh, like not natural, but you know what I mean, more sort of stuff that you can't get out of an instrument or something you can twist up. Do you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. I mean, like you were saying, the reggae thing, because I mean that's mm. what I was getting out yeah, of, yeah. out of you. I mean, I was going to bring that question up. In yeah. fact, with with Ben, we're talking about. The scientists and, yeah, right. and those sort of influences. So was that not so big? Not for really, you? No, I didn't really listen to. Like there was always reggae tracks that you heard. That it was like, oh yeah, cool. But I was never a big, never a big fan. I was always like it's underground sort of. Not saying that dub like reggae isn't underground, but I was always more stuff like just. Like, I was always like being a big house fan and just sort of just twisted up sort of electronic stuff. So I wanted to bring that up more now. So now I've sort of got people's attention. Now I can sort of show them what I, what I'm doing what I want to do and what I can do sort of thing and how fast is the tempo going to get do you see nah, it I, I, my music won't get no faster I don't know I couldn't see it it got faster when I was doing the dub reggae stuff because it was like just to get that extra sort of swing but I don't really think it needs to be you can just make other things sound like they're going faster to make confuse the mind it is going faster yeah yeah I mean like a tune like the one you just heard I'm just trying to imagine you making it is it like uh is that it, was pretty easy. That was it. Was mainly the help of a plugin that I done that tune. Right. Was, it was sort of I just fucked about. No, honestly, it was like a preset, but I just fucked about a bit <laughs> and uh, come out with that. And how long did that take you to make? A day. Well, I think on afternoon. Could yeah. Have been. Yeah. It's when's, just the mix. when's the best time for you to work? Day, morning, or through the night? I don't know anymore because I'm just always in front of the computer. <laughs> I get out of bed, fall into the chair, and on the PC. Right. So that's do you art. think you'll ever do a normal job? I can't. No. Can't be told what to do, man. <laughs> it's a whole authority problem. It's happened at school, man. But I'm glad. I'm actually glad how my school life went. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't be making music. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I love it, mate. Yeah. Well, you can't get flown around places for nothing anywhere else, can you? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, I mean, apart from the sort of English thing, the London thing, um, first of all, actually, how is the sound for you sort of happening in the UK and then how's it going around the world? Like, I prefer, I've, it's becoming that I prefer to play abroad because you're getting people who they're fully open-minded because they don't know what you're going to play them and you can, you, can just, um, you can just muck about with things and play something you might not play in London because because it's not going to go sort of crazy and like it's just in more intelligent sort of stuff that you can play abroad because they don't know what they're going to hear they don't know what they want to hear so you just play it to them so that's what it was like in London when everything was first starting because they couldn't complain because there weren't really nothing there else that was being played so it was like just I, I love still love playing in London obviously I really like playing in like Leeds, Bristol but when you go abroad it just feels you can experiment a bit more with mm. what you play and so do you feel restricted here sometimes already yeah sometimes yeah I know it's quite a bad thing to say but it's I suppose it's just the whole club thing like people want to hear the more lively sort of stuff but uh, that might just be how I feel because I know other people go out and still play the more intelligent sort of dubbed out stuff and it still goes down but I really like I'm like, like more like playing for the dance floor when I'm here Doing, because they know what they want to hear, so I just try and play it from. Yeah. But yeah. do you need an MC? No, no, I don't think so. Well, it's always nice, but no, I don't like a full on MC. I prefer a host, like just, just you listening to scream whatever, and just sort of get the crowd a bit lively. But it's not. I don't think it's needed for an MC because it wasn't originally. It never really has been. It's 
it's instrumental music to listen to the instrumental. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And what about um, the kind of sort of media frenzy that has meant... I think they were caught on a bit late, to be honest. I think it's... It's like clubs like Fabric. No disrespect to Fabric, but I really think that they should have they should have had a night like we played in there last month, and I just think it should have happened a bit earlier rather than after all the sort of media hype. Whereas I just think it would have just made more sense if they'd have got on it then, and rather getting on it now and looking not looking like sheep. And I don't mean that in a bad way because Fabric's a blinding club, but I just think that they should have been on it a bit earlier mm. and then pushed it to a fresher crowd at the time because maybe more. There may be even more people on it now if they would have done that then. But in another way, you have had a bit of a start on the media, so there is some yeah, sort of I a base. Really, I'm not a big fan of the whole media thing, though. Like, I didn't really like like the whole photo shoot things and like people seeing you out and stuff. Like, I do like it, don't get me wrong, because like, you get free drinks and stuff when you go out, but it's just, I don't know. It was, I, was, I worked forced in front of the lights, but it was like... It, I would have preferred if it, if it had gone a bit slower. Yeah. But I suppose it's just the way things go, isn't it? Which tracks should we play? I don't know, do you know that? I really don't know. It's so let's all... play, play, so let's play. Yeah, let's play. Play for two? Yeah, kind of. Alright, let's play. I don't know what it is, but...
Green. Special. Yeah. 
And I've paid my debts Hanging from a noose And I'll do whatever it takes To put a smile on your face I will do Yeah, you're talking about uh, actually before we talk about that. Um, that's different, right? It's yeah, a remix. Yeah. Me and Plastician, another Radio One head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he is. Yeah. Um, so, what's the remix there? Uh, it's Black Ghost, some way. Right. Uh, okay. I think it's more sort of an elect. Well, it was apparently it was an indie track, but it sounded like straight up grime tune to me. Right. But yeah, I enjoyed doing it. It was cool. We're talking about they haven't even heard it yet. No, it? brand yeah, brand spanking finished yeah, yesterday. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me, okay, we're talking about MJ Cold as well just now because I'm sort of trying to, you know, we all go. The thing about the music scene, the way it is, dance music as well. I kind of got I got confused years ago when it all went from sort of you know house techno, yeah. drum and bass, UK, uh, whatever. And then yeah. I just lost it. I just to me it was just music. music. That's, and, it, that's and, how it should be though. And you got all the genres. But tell me, tell. Tell me, give me a brief sort of history from Sincere by MJ Cole to today, and that's a, like a ten-year thing. <laughs> brief. I'd have only been eleven. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's sort of the whole garage thing. It went really like it was the music of, I say London, but it ended up UK. It was a big, big music, and it, it was all going well, I guess, until something gets over-commercialised. You got people like. Not blaming so solid, but you had the so solid crew come in, and then the whole the MC thing took over garage, and it was like, then it all turned from MCs to crews, and then like the music was was getting there, but then it all started went the MC thing, tunes were getting put in the chart, raves were just getting overly packed. I know that I shouldn't have even been in there, but I was going out to things like just getting overly packed, and like I don't know, I suppose it's just that whole thing of when when Saint goes commercial, I think, and then um. It all started dying, the whole eight bar grime thing coming to it and record sales were fucking useless. Record shops were closing as you probably know, like a lot of record shops closed. And um I don't know, like Forward was the only real underground place that wasn't that was playing. But when Forward came along, that was a sort of turning point, wasn't it? Yeah, well not first of all, it was it, it was when Forward first came it was still like the garage thing, you had the garage crowd, people with bottles of champagne, people dressed up pretty smart. And then it moved to Plastic People, and then it was just straight underground, sort of at the time, Garage, and then this term dubstep come up in a magazine. 
and it was then it went really quiet like you'd be out and there'd be like 20 people in there and like it was sort of almost pointless going out and um then i suppose from 2003 to say about 2005 everything just picked up digital mystics entered the scene they entered with like a fresh sort of vibrant more melodic more swing sound and it all just started picking up from there and then like the raves were sm- like well forward was slowly getting busy except it was the only place that played it and then it was like you had the DMZ party, which first one was pretty good for a first party, and then there was the whole breeze block thing, which uh, from there on it just sort of took off. And what was the breeze block thing exactly? Uh, Marianne Hobbs done a dubstep special. It was me, Hatcher, Vexed, uh, Digital Mystics, Loafer, Code Nine. I think that was it. And uh, it was just basically she was uh, used that two-hour show to showcase what we was all doing, and we all done like 15-minute sets. And it was it was surreal, really. I listen back to the set and I still get like spine chilling, sort of. It was mad because we we're all walking about Radio One and it was like just we're airing out to the country, sort of thing. No matter how many people was listening, we were still airing it out and getting what we was doing heard, which was no one had really give us all the chance to do. Like you had Hatcher had done like late night shows on Radio One and Kiss, but then it was just a chance for people to hear the whole. Because there is a lot of different styles of dubstep in one. Like, you won't just go out and hear one style all night. All the main sort of producers are all there because they're doing something different to each other. And, yeah, it's all just fucking been rosy since then. And um, I know we were briefly mentioning it when the song was playing, but Grindy. I don't know, you tell me. It was, I don't know, it was Grime Meets Indie, I guess. Really good name, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. Forget it. That's yeah, that. That's yeah, just a, really, a passing bit of yeah, hype. It's whatever. sort of come and gone. Yeah, someone's you know I mean? clever, stupid yeah. idea. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, really clever, stupid idea. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, so we're going to play another tune now. Um, this is another new one. Brand new, right? Uh, next one's coming out on... It should be out within next couple of... Well, March on uh, Temper. Right, what's Temper? Whose label's that? Uh, Sarah Soldier, Mrs. Ammunition. Right. She's like the core... The core route to a lot of it, like she's always like held the forward parties and always put the records out. So yeah, it's on Screamers and Free. Yeah, 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 yeah
What was that? Uh, that tune was chest boxing, like titty boxing, but better. <laughs> <laughs>
Dub plates. Yeah. Versus Serato versus CDs. I have heard. I have heard that there are still some drum and bass DJs going to the cutting rooms and cutting Zinc. dubs. Zinc's a long, long support of the dub. Spending money. Yeah, a lot of money. You don't need to. You don't have to, but it's. But everyone is. I suppose that's what you're being booked for. To you're being booked to go and play your records. Do you know what I mean? Not to go and click and play and fucking muck about. But yeah, dub so, plates are the one, man. It's, it's you're getting the sound you want. Well, that I want. It's that raw, earthy. What we've all grown up on, I guess. Like we haven't all grown up of, of people playing CDs in clubs or playing stuff from a hard drive in clubs. And I just don't think it's the same sound at all. Like it's a lot more clean and digital. And I suppose some people want that, but it's just really not for me. So when you turn up to Moscow to DJ and you get to Heathrow Airport, you have got to deal with the excess yeah, luggage, yeah, yeah. right? It has to go straight through. Now, yeah, to go before it didn't before the whole mad security thing. I could just walk through with them between my legs on the slide, but now it's I've got a bigger record box, more records to carry, and I suppose I just have to take me take them in luck with, mate, with putting them through. And basically, you're going to depend on how pleasant, how nice the check-in person yeah. is. Yeah. Have you had some heavy, heavy duty um, sort of payment issues? New York. Oh no, 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 no. Coming back from Australia, but that was that was more my suitcase to my records. That was my first sort of abroad tour, and I didn't realise that you don't need a suitcase to go away. <laughs> so yeah, I had to pay for three hundred quid or two hundred quid or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And how, how many dubs are you cut in sort of a week approximately? Um, it's not really weekly. It's if if I've got a big gig, if I've got a gig in London, I'll cut for it. But if you go abroad, you don't really need to because there's so much stuff that I've got here that people still haven't heard that I can just take, and I've got other new stuff from other people. It's just where I do my radio show, I play quite a lot, so it's only really London that I go out and cut for. But every say two to three weeks, I'll go out and cut that five or six tunes. Right, and I know that you probably don't pay the regular fee, but what is the normal cutting price for a 12 um, these it days? It depends where you go. I'll go to Transition, uh, which is in London. It's a uh, uh, it's a really good cutting house. They've watched Dubstep, the Dubstep sound grow. So anyone who's uh, looking to get a Dubstep record mastered, I'd say send it to Transition because they'll know what you want. Um, you can go some places, though, you can get a Dub cut for 15 quid, but you're going to notice the difference. Right. That Transition is £30. Um, fifty pound for a twelve. I'd now recommend twelves as before. I would recommend tens, but but um, yeah. How long do they last? Mine, I'm useless like with looking after things, so it's, it's not too long. But a lot of the time, I know a lot of people who like Hatcher's cut got dubs. I've got his dubs from 2002, which I can still play now that sound clean. And just you, how you treat them. Do you use something to clean them up? No, really? I don't. There is um, the best thing is uh, is it. DF and water, no. Deionized water, apparently, and rubber clockwise motion, I've been told. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and, but the way, it's way too, right? The, the bass comes through. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The, and, like, because the thing is, the only thing that really goes on a dub or, and vinyl is the top end. So I suppose the bottom end's always going to be there whether yeah. you can hear the tune or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, are people buying the vinyls? Are people going into, I mean, like, because vinyl is sort of pretty much dying out well, there. Yeah, well, the. My album done, not not to say no numbers, but it done it done a fair few thousand on vinyl, like five or six within a couple, like within a month, and like the EPs are going like a thousand, two thousand. So as compared to two thousand and three, two thousand and four, yeah, it's 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 picking up again because it's doing a lot more than three hundred like things used to. 
see. We're going to play a couple more tunes before we wrap it up. Um, I want to ask you about sort of the next sort of year or so. I mean, what's your next plan on a availability level for the, your music? Are you going to be working with vocals? Um, I am. I maybe. I don't really know. Like the remix that we played earlier, that yeah. was a vocal, but I don't know. I'm not really sure. I'm not, whatever comes up in the pipeline, I can't. I couldn't really tell you what's going to happen tomorrow. But I just know I'll be making music still for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. hope. Good. Well, listen, it's really good to have you down here. Um, we're going to be doing something with you yeah, and cool. Nostalgia 77 yeah. later on in the year. Um, a little Maid of Owl session. That's what we're yeah. here to talk about after this. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's off to Finsbury Park Station. Um, so what we're going to finish off with, let's play the next one. Do you remember what it was? Uh, it's a remix for DJ Zinc oh, yeah. of a track called Flim. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, Should we finish off with that? Should we play another yeah, one after yeah. that? Uh, it's up to you, mate. A little, little surprise, a little surprise afterwards. I'll have to hear them. I yeah, need to hear okay. Them. Well, <laughs> listen, um, all the best, man. Yeah, pick up. Stay off the fags. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to have another one. <laughs> Hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, yeah. It's gone funny. Um, Yo. Yeah, what track was it? Uh, I don't know. You just slipped for a... Trick six, wasn't it? Trick six. <laughs> track six. I think. Um, yeah, vinyls. Vi um, we love them. Yeah, we love them. Keep buying them. We love them. Do you want to buy a few of these in here? No, I'm right. <laughs> Actually, we got... Actually, I shouldn't even say that. You left me here till tomorrow. Crew have no care to be controlled in a day. Father, the woman them hot like lava. 
Um, tell me about your show on Rents. Yes, every Wednesday, 9 to 11 GMT. Uh, you can log on by listening to www.rints.fm. That's R I N S E.fm. Um, yeah, I've been doing it, I think, might be nearly a year. It's, it's been really cool. Like, you get uh, sort of people all over the world. Like, it's mad. You're getting a, a text saying, yeah, big up all the crew in Ukraine. So I didn't even know there was internet and radio out there. Um, yeah, like you get everywhere. America regulars, I get regular America listeners every week. Um, yeah, Sweden, Finland, Germany, all over Europe. It's just cool. Just it's it's just a nice thing that you know, you go on the airwaves every week and you got that many people listening and messaging and stuff. It just makes you sort of feel feel like your music's wanted. Wrong CD altogether, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Which one is it? Track, yeah, nine. I feel we have to. Should we edit this after? Should I edit? Yeah, I don't it know. Be a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. Anyway, it's been. The a... only chance we've like, put little effects in that over the. Oh, is this recording? Yeah, it's recording now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we should edit it. 